0: Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6.
1: Friends, welcome to our service today. My name is Bob Blackmore and I am a member of Grace United Church in Hanover. Our minister, McCall Tricotril, is away in study leave, and it is my pleasure to share a few words with you today. Friends, as we gather together in worship, we know we are not alone. God is with us, and God's Spirit is joining us together over social distance during this current Provincial Stay-at-Home Directive. God's Spirit is with us, leading us to this time of praise. Come, let us worship. Friends, for any upcoming announcements, you are reminded to visit our website and read our Friday forecasts. As always, this will let you know important information related to our church community. We have a couple of announcements to mention today. Our book club is coming up on April 26th. The book, The Exiles, is being studied, and we will be having the author, Christina Baker-Klein, as our special guest. As well, Heather Sommer has started a ukulele ensemble. If you are interested in joining this group, please call our church office and let Laurel know. Heather would love to have new members join in that fun. Also, as we know, due to the current stay-at-home provincial order, there will be no in-person services until further notice.
0: It's that time of year again. It's the Mother's Day Food Drive. So please bring all your non-perishable food items and hygiene products to church at Grace United. Please have them to the church by April 30th if you need assistance. Please contact the church office and we'll have someone come and pick them up. Please give what you can, give generously, and let's try our very best to beat last year's numbers. Go Grace!
2: Happy birthday, McCall. Cheers to 40 years. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, McCall. Happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. And you still have a long way to go to catch up to the church ladies. Yes, but keep working on it. Yeah, love you, McCall. Have fun. Yeah, happy birthday. Bye-bye. Happy
3: birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear McCall. Happy birthday to you. Happy 40th birthday. Big landmark birthday for you. I hope you've had a great day and we wish you many more years and uh, yeah, 40 is a great one. Have
4: fun. Hello, McCall. We hear you have a milestone birthday coming up.
1: Happy birthday, McCall. Remember, it's not the number of candles that counts, but the light they shine.
4: And your light shines bright. We're so lucky to have you. Best wishes Wishes for a wonderful wonderful day. day. Happy, happy
2: birthday, McCall. Hope you enjoy an awesome 40th birthday. Hi, McCall, it's the Oliveros. On behalf of the Church Official Board, the Ministry and Personnel Committee, and all the congregation of Grace United Church,
0: we'd like to wish you a very happy and spectacular 40th birthday. Happy, happy birthday, McCall!
2: Ah!
1: Today we worship with Mount Seymour United Church in Burnaby, British Columbia. We are most grateful to them for sharing their service with us. Carla Wilkes, the Associate Minister of Community Outreach and Pastoral Care in that church, will be leading us in worship today. Thank you, Carla, for this gift. Reverend Wilkes' profile is on their church website, and I share that with you now. Carla began at Mount Seymour in November 2017. She has a Bachelor of Science degree in Biology from UBC and graduated from the Vancouver School of Theology with her Masters of Theological Studies in 1998. She has spent time working on the church, in the church in Hanover and Durham, Ontario, and a variety of volunteer positions at South Burnaby, now Jubilee, United Church. Carla is known for her warm and welcoming personality. She is passionate about hearing and seeing how people live out what it means to be Christian in our current context. She lives in Burnaby with her two teenage daughters, Angela and Heather. Welcome, Carla. As we worship today, we are reminded that we are worshiping on traditional territory, that for thousands of years, Indigenous peoples have walked upon this land, that their lives and spirits are connected to this place. As we worship today, we recognize that we are all treaty people. We are part of soggy Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Honeasoday, Ojibwe, Asnabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the pain and broken relationship that has come with colonization and a history filled with oppression and racism. We pray that the God who brings hope to all things may lead us in working toward building right relationships and a future of love and justice. Friends, let us worship.
3: The welcome that we extend in this church is as broad and as deep as we can make it. So we welcome you, whether this is the place that you worship on a regular basis, or if you're joining us from Grace United Church in Hanover, Ontario, a church that I used to serve uh, until 2006, or if you're joining us from Pitt Meadows United Church, you are welcome here. You're welcome here no matter how old or how young you are, whatever your marital status, your sexual orientation, your gender identity or expression. You're welcome here whatever your cultural or ethnic heritage is, your financial background. You're welcome here whether you consider yourself to be a Christian or you're part of another faith tradition or you're someone who seeks to explore the mysteries of life and serve the ideals of compassion, justice, and peace. And I also want to acknowledge that we are gathered here on the unceded and ancestral territory of the Coast Salish people, the, in particular the Squamish, the Musqueam, and the tsleil nations, and we are very grateful to live and to work and to serve on this land and we make this acknowledgement as part of our commitment to the truth and reconciliation commitments in our in our church and in our country.
0: As the Christ candle is lit in the sanctuary of our church, we light a candle in our homes to remind us of the promise of Easter, that love is stronger than hate, hope is greater than despair, and life more powerful than death Christ is risen Alleluia
4: let's be together now as a people of prayer resurrecting one you who makes all things new as we come into your presence now meet us in the places in our lives and in our world where there is continued wounding Visit us with your forgiveness, peace, and healing. Rewrite the stories thick with discouragement and despair. Revitalize our hearts and refresh our souls that we might rise up with the courage of the risen Christ to go where we are called to share our stories where hope and grace are needed most. Amen.
2: Good morning from Grace United Church in Hanover. Whether you take what is written in the Bible as fact, metaphor, myth, or story, listen to these words now for the meaning they hold for you on this day. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 to 23. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where, where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, They are forgiven them if you retain the sins of any they are retained may the spirit bless us with wisdom and wonder as we ponder the meaning of these words for our lives thank you
3: in our scripture reading just now we heard how jesus the risen christ appeared to the disciples breaking through locked doors where they were fearing for their lives. In this part of the story today, the disciples were afraid. Perhaps the events of the previous week were overwhelming and too much to bear. Mary Magdalene's announcement of her witness to the resurrection could not convince them. The empty tomb is not the sign of his resurrection for the disciples, but a source of disappointment and fear, which leads them to gather in a locked house. This man, Jesus, their teacher and friend, was killed. Perhaps they feared for their own lives that they might be next. Their fear was compounded by the grief that they felt by the death of their friend. There were rumors of resurrection, but they weren't sure if they should believe it. Maybe someone just stole the body. Fear and grief wrapped up together. We are now intimately familiar with words such as lockdown and fear. Like the disciples in the reading today, while behind the closed doors of our own homes, essentially for over a year, we may have experienced fear in our own contexts. We've experienced wounds and traumas that the global pandemic of the virus and injustices caused. Over the last several weeks, there have been many things too close to home in the news and in our daily lives that certainly can stir up feelings of fear in us. The stabbing attack here in North Vancouver in Lynn Valley, children and women being followed and taunted and assaulted around the Lower Mainland. And as our numbers surge, I find myself being more concerned now than I was a year ago when everything was locked down much more significantly. At that time, I was more worried about the most vulnerable in our community, our seniors, my parents. Now that most of them are protected by at least their first dose of vaccine, I worry about my kids and even myself and other not yet vaccinated people, as more virus is circulating in the community than ever before. I fear the long-term effect on mental health that this has produced. And I have concern for the other public health emergency in BC, the opioid crisis, and how much worse it has become in the last year. Watching the news these days, it feels like people are getting exhausted and weary. And in many conversations that I've had over the past few weeks, I've heard a lot of discouragement People are being vaccinated, so more protection is out there, but at the same time, others are throwing caution to the wind and ignoring health orders, and the virus is spreading more than ever. I invite you to take a moment now and think about what causes you fear in these days. In March, I attended a four-week leadership series offered by the Pacific Mountain Region of the United Church for people in leadership in the church. It was called, How to Lead When You Don't Know Where You're Going. Clever title and appropriate, too, because we were reflecting on the times we currently find ourselves in when we don't know what things will look like on the other side of this. Susan Beaumont, the session presenter, is a church leadership expert, and she talks about this time as being a liminal time. A liminal time, simply put, is defined as a time after something has ended and before something new has become begun. A liminal time is a time of uncertainty and sometimes chaos. Often during this time, our values emerge more strongly. We realize what we miss about being together, and yes, what we don't miss about being together. It gives us the opportunity to see things differently, from a new new perspective, and thoughtfully move ahead with purpose into the future. We know that things will not be the same again after having been through this pandemic, but we aren't yet sure about what will remain and what might change. We may have some fear in that, fear of losing things that are important to us when we return to whatever life will be like on the other side of the pandemic. The disciples were in what could be explained as a liminal time. Jesus, their friend and teacher that they followed, learned from and heard stories from, had died. This time when their teacher, with their teacher had come to an end. They didn't know exactly what was coming next. Jesus had told them that he would see them again, but what exactly did he mean by that? They were caught in a confusing time of uncertainty. They feared what their new reality meant, and they were unsure of how to move forward. Like the disciples, our fears are compounded by our grief. When will we be able to see our friends again? When will we be able to hug anyone again? When will it be safe to hug our grandchildren? Finally, next year, will we be able to have Easter dinner with our usual guests? When will we be able to gather to celebrate the life of our loved ones who have died? And when can we be together in church again and sing and pray and share meals together? And then there's the grief of being in the most exciting times in life and wondering how or if the celebrations will happen. Another graduating class unable to celebrate this year. Women having babies and not being able to celebrate with family and friends. Grandparents not being able to hold their first grandchild. Couples wondering if they'll be able to have the wedding that they've been planning and dreaming about for a long time. So think for a moment about some of the things that have caused you grief during this past year. What are some unexpected effects of this time of isolation that you're grieving the loss of? We don't know how much longer this will go on, how much longer we will be in this liminal time, or how many more losses and disappointments we will have. But we do know that having gone through this experience, We will be forever changed. When the disciples were behind their locked doors, sitting in their time of fear and grief, they wondered what would come next and knew that they would be forever changed. The disciples are fearful. Good news does not erase fear. Good news, incredible news, can ignite hope, but even hope doesn't eliminate genuine fear. So there they were in a familiar place, desperate, with unfamiliar fear. An empty tomb isn't enough to confirm that all Jesus promised is true. What does the resurrection mean? It means that God still shows up. So Jesus shows up. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. No doubt it was Jesus. They recognized the scars. They saw the stripes on his back and the hole in his side. And in recognition, John says that they rejoiced. God is still with us. And Jesus, like God breathing life into the first human, breathed on the disciples. Jesus empowers them in a very intimate way by breathing the Holy Spirit on them. And Jesus says, peace I leave with you. Amid their fear, the peace that Jesus gives will enable them to go out. As God sent Jesus, he sends the disciples into the world. His followers are invited to continue the work of forgiving and peacemaking through the power of the Holy Spirit as jesus appeared to his disciples to bring peace in their time of fear and grief jesus also comes to us in our time of fear and grief behind our closed doors the gospel of john invites us to see the life that jesus has given to the world in the midst of wounds and pains and traumas but he breathes the breathes the spirit on his disciples and he breathes the Spirit on us. Amid our wounded hearts and in these troubled times, the message we receive is one of peace and comfort. Our pain and sorrow may turn to joy. We feel peace in so many different ways. For some, it is through communicating with friends and loved ones. Using our telephones to talk on the phone once again. Or having video chats with family or meeting a neighbor on the street while out for a walk. Or enjoying the beautiful weather we've been having. Some find peace by following the news closely and knowing everything there is to know about the virus, the vaccine, and its impact on the world. And some find peace by not following the news at all others find peace through their focused spiritual practice or prayer time for others it is through comfort food or doing a jigsaw puzzle others may find peace through cleaning and organizing or by exercising or reading novels and some through working in the garden and watching new life emerge and spring flowers bloom so what are some of the ways that you find peace What are some of the sights or sounds or words or actions that are for you, that voice in your ear that says, peace be with you? Or if you don't feel like you've experienced peace, what's a memory that you have of something that brings you peace? The greatest thing that brings me peace is is in knowing that, out of death, there comes resurrection and new life. The basis of our faith leads me to believe that with this death, death of our usual patterns and usual routine, will come new life, a new way of being. I remember thinking last year that I wondered what Easter would feel like amid this time of isolation and physical disconnection. A time when it felt very Lent-like. And now, here we are, a year later. Easter did not wait for social isolation to be over. Easter came anyway. Easter didn't wait for the pandemic to be over. Easter came anyway. And Easter didn't wait for everyone to be vaccinated. Easter came anyway. Easter came to our empty sanctuaries and our empty Easter dinner tables. God enters in, even to our darkest times and places, and shows us the love that is beyond all measure, the peace of Christ that comes knocking behind our closed doors and the Spirit that is breathed into us to keep us going and looking forward to a brighter tomorrow. May you feel that love of God surrounding you, the peace that the risen Christ offers deep in your heart, and the breath of the Spirit upholding you in your days ahead. May it be so for you today and always. Thanks be to God.
0: Amen.
4: Friends, come to this table as invited guests of the risen Christ, the sacred presence that breaks through the locked doors of our hearts, breathes new life into our hesitant souls, and feeds us with goodness, hope, and transforming love until we thirst and hunger no more. Come to be reminded and commissioned to feed as we have been fed, forgive as we have been forgiven, love as we have been loved, and to lay down our lives in the way that life has been laid down for us. We come to give our thanks
3: to you, maker and source of all, for the many ways your presence has been made to us and to others throughout history in the created order of mystery and beauty, of living things diverse and interdependent, in the lives of our ancestors who have shown us faithful living and upon whom our lives are built. We give thanks for your self-giving love made known to us through those who continue to give their lives for the sake of others in these days, for doctors, nurses, and frontline workers, for all who continue to sacrifice their freedoms to keep others safe, for all who give their time and energy to bring hope and healing for the good of us all, for all whose resurrection stories
4: inspire our own stories. We give thanks for Jesus, a Jew born to a woman in poverty in a time of social upheaval and political oppression who knew human joy and sorrow, who healed the sick and fed the hungry, who crossed barriers of race, class, culture, and gender, who preached and practiced unconditional love and commanded his followers to love one another as he had loved them, as you, O God, are love. Because
3: his witness to your love was threatening, those exercising power sought to silence him, On the eve of his torture and execution, we
4: remember how he gathered with his friends. And so we do remember Jesus, his life and teachings, his death and self-offering, his resurrection, and the promise that nothing can separate us from your love.
3: With him we bring to mind all in need of healing, comfort, and hope. Those who have lost loved ones, Those who are sick and those who are recovering. Those who are caring for loved ones who are sick at home. Those who are caring for persons under medical care. Those who are living in care homes and those who are separated from loved ones. Those who are feeling alone and isolated. And those who are helping others and growing weary. Those who are tiring of being confined. Those who are struggling with addictions. Those who are having a hard time making ends meet. Finding food and shelter. Companionship and comfort. Those who have lost their jobs those who are afraid. Bless and care for them. O God,
4: hear our prayers. And I invite you now to make a sign of prayer with your hands. Send your spirit upon us, O God, and upon these gifts, that these ordinary things of life grain from the field and fruit of the vine, might point us towards the fullness of life, towards love that has no bounds, enabling us to love one another as we have first been loved. Amen. Now I invite you to break your bread and to repeat after me. Jesus Christ, bread for the journey.
3: Jesus Christ, the cup of new life.
4: These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's be together as a people of prayer. Source of life at this table, we have tasted the mystery of your great love. May what we have been given and received here renew us in faith and hope that we might choose abundant life in all we say and do for ourselves and for the sake of the world. Amen.
1: Friends, as we continue with our day, may we feel God's love stirring in our lives and may we remember the promise that God is always with us. May we continue to love God's world, to be a symbol and a person of peace, to show God's care in all that we do. May we see the face of Christ in everyone we meet, and may everyone we meet see the face of Christ in us. Go in love, go in peace, and go with God. Amen. Friends, As we find ways of loving, worshiping, and connecting during this pandemic, we continue to offer several different ways of worshiping at Grace United Church. At home, you can continue to join us for worship at both Whiteman TV and Eastlink TV and on our own YouTube page. May God keep you and bless you. Amen.
0: Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6.